Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 1 Peter 5, 2. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve. The next verse says, and not lording it over them, but serving. Um, This morning we want to talk about the animal versus the child of God. And only until we understand that will we ever understand what faith is. Now, when I say an animal, I'm talking about the creature that we are, right? We have some concept of God, but we do not have a relationship with God until he invites us into that relationship. So we have animal-like instincts. You could take a dog, and it shows affection. But the same dog will guard off the enemy. How does that dog decide who he will bite and who he will kiss? Simply by the one that feeds him. Hmm? So you can see that a dog is, can be affectionate, can be very affectionate. When I was small and living way back in the country and far from anybody else, beside my brothers, our dog was our greatest friend. But couldn't nobody come close to us. So how does he decide who he will play with and who he will bite? Hmm? He would play with us and take all kinds of abuse from us. But he would tackle a snake without thinking about it. So are we really different? Don't we choose who we love and who we snap at? And just because we choose to love the people that feeds us does not make us necessarily godly. Or just because we love those that love us, Jesus says even demons do that. And he says, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees. So this big question here, do we have the love of God or do we have the love of an animal? Now, those of you that think you're very saintly today, that gives you something to think about. Hmm? Yeah? That would explain why you're patient with people in the church, but when you're out on the highway driving, 
It's like you're a demon from another mother. So, yes, we can come into the house of God this morning, but have we come as animals or have we come as children of God? Now, you might say, why would an animal come into the house of God? Because he's the one that feeds us. So, am I, am I godly or am I not? That's why the Bible says, you know, you know, cursing and blessing should not come out of the same mouth. Am I born of God? Do I have a relationship with him? Or do I just have some animalistic type of love about me? So I come to the master who feeds me, possibly will give me a new car, a family, a business. But it's just that. It's just that. Do I have a relationship with God? And granted, that, that animalistic type of love, or humanitarian type of love, see, we can bring that into the animal thing. That's just us being nice as we understand niceness should be. And maybe we have some sense of karma that we should be good to other people so it will come back to us, but it's still selfish. At the end of the day, we will still bite the person that's coming after what is mine. So, many times we have this animalistic type of love. So, you know, a dog knows to be good to his master, be patient, Right? But you can tell the way the dog eats that he don't want to give the master chance to think about whether or not if he wants to give him something to eat by the way he gulps it down. Because some of us can get blessed with a new car and we take off and sometimes we never see you again as if though God might take it back, you know, if you come back, you know. So are we, are we really different? So when we think about the animal aspect of it, and we look at this, at this scripture, to be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, whether, you know, whether you're a head or wherever you're at, we're called to serve others because that's what love does. Right? But is it possible we could serve others for other reasons? Is it possible we could serve others... Just as an animal would serve others? Uh, I've seen dogs be very protective of, of small children. Hmm? And, 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 and of the home. But is this, is this really love, love, love? What is this? We want to think so. It may feel like it. But is it? Not because you must but because you are willing. See, you may have come to church this morning because you must, not because you was willing. You might be nice to somebody because you must, and not because you're willing. Because you know if you, if you, 
if you don't do this, then the master may not give you what you want. Or you may not get to keep what you have. So you, you serve others and you look over others because you feel like you have to do that. You must do it. But that's not love, is it? That's not love. That's just must. That's just must. That's what I must do. Must do it. It's not because I'm willing and I, I want to do it. It's not out of a pure love. I'm protecting my interest. So I must do this. And so we have these, these, and this is where religion comes in because every dog has its religion. Religion comes in because, okay, I can't curse you out because he's watching. So I'm going to do this because I must do it. I'm going to be nice because I must be nice, not because I'm willing. As God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve. Not greedy for money means that there's something in it for us. So we're serving because there's something in it for us. It's our ego. And sometimes you would find churches and you would find, you know, pastors that, that, that they are totally against money. You know, they don't want money. But sometimes they want something more than money. They want your worship. Every dog wants something, you know. So their money is this worship or they want praise. So we want something. It's for gain. We're doing this for gain. Yes. We give because we love God. Or we give because we love gain. So more or less we just in doggy church. And not so that we would lord it over others. That means so we can get the praise and attention. Oh, I feel good because I sing in the choir. I feel good because I'm this and I'm that. So I feel good. Yes, you're going to be nice to people that make you feel good. But do you have a relationship with God? Now, let's, let's tie in faith here. If we are doing these things because we must, and we do these things because of self-interest, and we do these things because we want to look good, and we want to have position, if we're doing all these things, then faith says, the only way the master is going to do this is if I'm always smiling. If I'm always smiling. My wife has a little dog named Daisy, so sometimes at the table I will give Daisy something to eat. Now, I already know what Daisy likes and what Daisy don't like. She loves pasta. She don't like rice. That's something we have in common. Um, so you, you just give her plain rice, and she's going to turn her nose up at it. If you give her just bread. So if you got soup and bread, so I, I give her some bread, she just turns her nose so I quoted the scripture. Even the dogs eat the crumbs under the master's table. You are a dog. This is homemade bread. And this not good enough for you? (laughs) 
Reminds me of some church people. <laughs> so, so even, even, and, and then eventually, after she does it, you know, after she does it, it's like, all right. Then she finally eats it when she realizes she ain't getting nothing else. What she really wants me to do is dip the bread in the soup <laughs> and give it to her. There's another interesting thing about Daisy. This is something Daisy does all the time. She, I give her something to eat, but she's very lustful. All dogs are lustful, you know. That, that's that 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 is not love for you. That is not love for you, ladies. Remember that. That is not love. That is not love. That is hurry up and feed me, please. That's what that sign is. So she'll do this. And so she used to bark, but she has this high-pitched voice, so I cut that out. So she knows if she barks, she ain't going to get nothing to eat. So give her something to eat, you know. And, of course, you know how dogs, they eat greedily, right? So this is what she does. So I give her something to eat. And so after that's gone, she lays down and acts like she's asleep. But what she's trying to do is steal her lust. She will lay down. But if you drop something on the floor, she back up and get it. <laughs> and she used to bark, but now she lays down. So that's why some of you sleep so much. <laughs> it's been a while since your last bite, and you, you just, the, the stress, so you just lay down. And you, try to, you try to calm that lust inside of you. Uh, Either this does not bear witness or it bears a whole lot of witness. Uh, Anybody ever want something and you're just going to get it, so you're just going to lay down, you know? Uh. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, remember when that dog's going (laughs) like that, that's not love. That is not love. No, that is not love. You drop the food. You do not hold your fingers too close to the food because they may not know where the food ends and your finger begins. Hmm. So let, let's, look at, let's look at faith in regards to the animal church. Faith in regards to the animal church. I'm going to do whatever the master tells me to do. If he says jump, I'm going to say hi, hi. I'm going to do all these things to see what... I can get from the master what he will give me. So that's the faith that I'm using. The faith I'm using is me and the master are in a good relationship. If I don't find that works, I will give puppy dog eyes. I will look sad and and pitiful and see if that will work. That's the animal and faith. But faith is something far different than that. Because the animal says, I've been good. I've done everything. I've watched the kids. I've taken their abuse. 
I've watched the door. I've done everything. As soon as you come in the door, I run and greet you. I've done everything. So I deserve a new doghouse or a new bowl. Anybody hear me? <laughs> so there might be a question in here, okay, where am I at? <laughs> How am I different than animal faith? How am I any different? See, faith in God is outside of the animal. It's outside of you. True faith in God is not based upon works. That's not what the Lord gave us. That's Old Testament. Animal faith is Old Testament. You do good, you get blessed. Grace comes out of love. And it says, we are saved through grace. We're saved by grace through faith. And this faith, not of our own, that anyone may boast. So faith works. And for faith to work, I have to get out of the animal. I have to get out of me. Faith is not based upon me being righteous or unrighteous. In fact, I should not say that I'm righteous. I should not boast that I am righteous. And I should not belittle myself by saying that I am unrighteous. This, this faith is not based upon me being right or wrong. Now granted, we are called to do those things out of love. <coughs> yes? Out of love. And if you, if you have a love, if you have love and you think you have love, but the only time you show love is as rewards, you don't have love. If you've never loved nobody that don't love you, and if you've never given to somebody that don't care about you, and if you've never looked out for somebody just because it was the right thing to do and because you was not getting anything out of it, you don't know what love is. You just have animal love. That's not the love that would die on a cross. Yeah? Daisy's not going to die on a cross for nobody. No. No. If you've ever met Daisy, as soon as she sees you, once you've meet her approval, she's going to roll over on her back and she wants you to rub her belly. <laughs> she's not going to die on the cross for you. Huh? And some of you are quite gullible. Because she'll roll over. You will pass people that love you to go to a dog that just wants his belly rubbed. Hmm? Hmm? I believe there's some people that come to church just to see Daisy. They have to enter through the sanctuary to get to Daisy. But that's animal love. That is not based upon faith. Faith in God. God gives me faith to believe. So if God gives me faith, faith is a gift. God gives me that faith. He gives me that faith through knowing that Jesus died on the cross. But I don't have to believe that Jesus died on the cross. He died on the cross that I might believe, but he gives me the faith to believe that. Huh? It takes a lot of faith to believe that 2,000 years ago, a Jewish carpenter who was Jew died for me. That's faith. 
to believe that. So he gave that to me. That's why a lot of people don't believe it. It happened 2,000 years ago. And he was a Jew. He had some of that same DNA that Jerusalem has today that thinks they're better than everybody else. No wonder everybody wants to kill him. It takes faith. So he gives me the faith. He gives me the belief. It doesn't come from me. What most of us do is we have animal faith. That means we believe, okay, I've been doing this for you. So if I asked you, you will show me favor. See, that's animal faith, which is basically works. Old Testament works. Old Testament works. And that's the same way when we feel as if though we are unworthy. So we don't feel like that God would give us anything because we haven't been doing our job. We've been sleeping on the job. We ain't been watching the kids. We haven't been over an overseer. We haven't done what we're supposed to do. But maybe if we're suffering enough, God, if you could just show me a little mercy. See, that's why begging is animal faith. And pleading is animal faith. It is not the faith of a child of God. The faith of the child of God is believing that God loves me. And that God's love is true. God's love is not my, like my love. When I so quickly want to fall out of love. God will never divorce you. You can divorce him, but he will never divorce you. It will be your actions. His love is continuous. His love is still there. He will still bless you when you make mistakes. We do not understand that because mostly we dwell in animal love. We don't understand this love that, that he, he continues to love us. Yes, he wants us to love as he loves. Love one another as I have loved you. But his grace does not depend on our perfect score or our terrible score. And you really have to get this breakthrough in your brain to come out of the animal aspect that you begin to have a relationship with God and not a relationship with your own animalistic type of love. That you have a relationship with God. And, and one of the ways we know whether or not we have a relationship with God is because when things don't go the way we want, we do not turn Amen. away from God. Amen. If we turn away from God, that means we have animalistic Amen. type of love. Amen. Now, a dog, you might get rough with him, and he may run off a little bit, but he's going to come back when you calm down. But he don't come back because he loves you. He comes back because you're the best master that he knows. So yes, we come back. But if we had God's love that he has given us, we would not get upset. See, this is the thing. We often think God is testing us, but God doesn't test us. He will allow us. But God does not tempt anybody to do evil. What Satan knows or what your flesh knows or what the flesh of other people knows is that, okay, I, I see all your faithfulness to God. I see all you coming to church. I see you giving money in the, in the offering. I see you doing all that. But Lord, let one thing not work out right. And you'll realize they don't have your love. They have animal love. 
That's why it's, that's why there's so much a, a, a jeopardy when you go through things and you go through difficulties because what's really being tested is what love do you have? What love do you have? When we killed him with joy, he endured the cross. What love do we have? You may think, well, the Lord is testing me because the Lord don't test you. It says by our own evil desires, we are dragged away and enticed. Hmm? But the greatest thing has been tested is your love. It's not being tested to see how much you can endure as if though you could get a trophy for that. What's been tested, do you love? So if your husband forgets your birthday, do you love? Because God don't go away and sit in a corner and pout. God forgives. Anybody hear what I'm saying? So not only do we, a lot of times we don't dwell in the love of a child of God, and we have that relationship with God, we have an animalistic type of love, and we have an animalistic type of faith. It's based upon that. But to know this love, that I don't have to be righteous or unrighteous, I should never claim that I'm a saint nor a sinner. Now, if we're just talking in general that we are saints to identify ourselves, that's okay. But... To actually give us the trophy of sainthood or the rejection, as Judas gave himself, of sinner, unworthy. We do not have the right. Either one of those statements will separate you from faith in God. Because to declare yourself a saint or declare yourself a sinner is animalistic love. You have made the judgment yourself. And so you're living by your own karma and not by the grace of God. Now, all of this should go without saying. We should do our best. But we know we don't always do our best. And we know sometimes we get upset and we pull away from God's love. And see, if you've pulled away from God's love several times and you have that, and that is identifying that animal, uh, animal love or that animal faith, then when you come back, you say, there ain't no way God is going to bless me with a new car because I, I, I've run away from God too many times. But see, you don't know the love of God. You know the love of an animal. That's what you're familiar with. You have to restructure your mind. The mind that's controlled by the animal is death. But the mind that is controlled by the spirit is life. The animal that's controlled by the mind is death because you're always falling short. Even when you're doing your best, you always fall short. And sooner or later, the animal just gives up and says, I'm an animal. There's no sense in me trying. But when your mind is controlled by the Spirit of God and when you become a child of God, you realize, even if I mess up, I can still say, Lord, I would like to have that new car. And even if I asked the Lord for a new car last week, because I was doing pretty good last week, even if I mess up this week, that does not nullify the gift of God. That does not stop the gift of God. Yes, I messed up. I messed up. God didn't mess up. I messed up. You messed up. God didn't mess up. God didn't mess up. 
Don't you realize that if, if God stooped to the level of our love and He only blesses us when we deserve it, He would never have died on the cross because didn't nobody deserve it. Huh? Who wasn't wanting to kill Him was running. He don't, he don't think that way. That's the dog in you that thinks that way. And so, you, you, you have faith. You get a prophetic word, right? And you grab a hold of it because at the moment you're feeling forgiven. Yeah. At the moment, you, and so you hold on to it. But as soon as you mess up, you think that's forfeited. That's forfeited. So many times you believe, but you do something a little wrong and it's forfeited. So many times you believe and it didn't come to pass when you wanted it to. And you forsake God. And you feel like it forfeited. But it never forfeited it. Only in your hands of reception is it forfeited. And God, he still wants to give it to you. God's yes is yes and amen. He does never take a back. His word or His promise to you. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Does He want you to be like Him? Most definitely. We should try our best. We should do our best. And we should strive to do our best. And when we fall down, we should get up knowing that He is fully with us. <coughs> as we learn to walk. And as we learn to talk. That should go without singing. But you must understand, faith is something outside of you. All your church going, it says that we become a new creature. Hmm? That we should put on the new self. Hmm? That self that's created in Christ. In the book of Revelation, it says the woman was given white linen to wear. And this represents the righteous acts of the saints. Not the perfect acts, but the righteous acts of the saints. So we become this new person. And, and that's why you can't put old wine into new wineskins. Because what we try to do is we try to Christianize the dog. Oh, wow. The animal. Oh, wow. Now the Old Testament was based upon that. It was based upon law. It was based upon this concept. But the New Testament is based upon grace. Huh? Corinthians 13, it says, love keeps no record of wrong. It does not boast. It is not envious. But it loves. It loves. And it loves. And it loves. Hmm? You can't understand God's love. Prodigal son runs off. Spends his fortune. Comes back broke. Father don't care. Because there's something more valuable than the money you spend. If the money you spend. Because this boy, before he left, he didn't love the father. He loved himself. He loved himself. It's the animals. He loved the pigs. He loved himself. But when he come back. And maybe it's still a little bit of an animal type of love. He comes back. He says, even the servants are better off than I am. So he comes back. But where love proves itself is where the father 
throws a party. It's where the father hmm? shows his love, runs out to meet him. That's the kingdom we belong to. So if this, if this prodigal son had run away for so long, it sounded like it had been a few years, run away, spent all the money, come back broke, done all kinds of things. All kinds of things. And the father is so willing to receive him back. You mess up just for a moment and he won't take you back? Huh? You ain't even asked for your, your, your share? You just run away for a moment? But see, you penalize yourself because you have doggy love. Faith does not work like that. I could preach this a hundred years and some people would never get it, never understand it. Love don't work like that. Do you know everybody in hell God loves? But they wouldn't receive his love. It's on them. It's on them. Hmm? Thief on the cross. One received it, one didn't. It's on them. Hmm? And it's not, listen, it's not just about coming to a place where you realize you are a sinner. We think that, you know. We think the gospel is about coming to a place that we are an unrighteous sinner. But at what point do you not insult God by saying he can't make you something more than a sinner? You know how many churches reject grace by saying we are sinners. We are sinners. We're, we're, we're sinners. We're, we're, you know, forgive us of our sins, the ones we know about and the ones we don't know about. We profess that we are sinners. But professing that you are a sinner keeps you away from faith just as much as you boasting that you are righteous. Because true love has no record. You have no measurement. You have no measurement that one person is better than the other person. At all. Even in our homes we would say this child is better than this child. I mean, there may be some concepts there that one is more faithful, one is more loving. But, but to make those stipulations and speak those things, no, you separate yourself from God. So in the church, we have these people that feel like they're more righteous than anybody else, but they don't really do anything. They just kind of convince themselves that they're church attendants. Yes? Just because you come to church every Sunday doesn't mean that you're righteous. You could come to church every Sunday and judge everybody. You are far from righteous. Huh? You're closer to being a pig on a stick. <laughs> so when we understand the self-righteousness and we understand the boast and we understand the smugness, <coughs> maybe we don't boast outwardly, but you know we have this countenance about us that we are holy. And that God must heal me because I am a good person. <coughs> Another enemy of faith. God must do it because I'm a good person. And so when God heals you, it's almost like, okay, it's about time. I deserve this. 
So you don't give thanks and praise to God. Why you don't give thanks and praise to God? Because you think everybody should cheer you for having such faith. Oh yes, this separates us from God. I'm a good person. That separates us from God. Lord, I try. Listen, you can't say I try and say you're a good person. When you say I try, you already told me you failed. When somebody says I tried, you know they already failed. I tried means, okay, 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 they didn't do something. They didn't fulfill something. And so we still see ourselves as, as righteous and as a good person and that we deserve to be healed and we deserve a blessing and we deserve a husband and we deserve a business. But then you have other people in church and sometimes you have entire churches like that. We are just sinners. We don't deserve anything. So what did you come for? <laughs> Both things separate you from faith in God. I am who I am and God sees me quite clearly. But I love him and I choose his love. And I know that I'm saved. I am saved not because I earned it nor because he had a pity on a sinner like me. It's because he's loving. And I, I, I want that love. I want to get away from doggy love. I want that love. Most of you got doggy love. You know? Yes, you got doggy love. You get a rub on your head. Even Daisy knows the ones that's going to that's uh, rub her belly. She knows the ones she's going to play with. Her. Huh? She sees you at a distance and she knows that you are a belly rubber. She will bark at you. And if she don't know you, she may bark for another reason. That's to bite you. And so, so we're, we're consumed with this doggy love and we think this is godly love and we're always trying to perfect it. So we try to do these things and we think when we do these things, now, I got faith. Now granted, the word says that if our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence before God and we receive whatever we ask from God. Now all that is stating is that if we don't try... Then, then our heart is going to judge us. Our, our own karma is going to come against us. But I'm telling you that there's something greater. Because the same scripture that says we have confidence before God says that God is greater than our heart. He's greater than what I feel. I might want a healing this morning. I might want a blessing this morning. But I may not feel it. Jesus. Let's say you're wanting a blessing this morning. I'm sure there's somebody in the house that wants a blessing this morning. <laughs> All right. Now, some of you have been the little witches and, and devils that you are. What you try to do is you try to fix yourself. You try to fix your mind. God, I love you. Forgive me for all my sins. And you're not really thinking about whether or not if you need to forgive anybody. You're just trying to fix yourself. You're trying to get this feel good on. Because if you get this feel good on, then God is going to give me. 
bit of a prostitution. Yeah. Everybody follow what I'm saying? Uh We try to do that. You do not come to church convincing yourself, getting out of yourself and saying God is good. Lord, you love me. I wouldn't even be in church this morning if you didn't love me. I'd be home with a toothache. Uh, be home with a toothache. Somebody watching right now, you got a toothache. The Lord is healing it right now. Hmm? Hmm? Taking it away. Hmm? Nah, somebody watching right now, toothache. Hmm? Somebody in here right now has a toothache. Or had a toothache. Who had a toothache? Who had two fake? Who? You had two fake? You have it anymore? Gone. Did you come in with it? And it's gone. Yes? Amen. Yeah. But but we, we tried we try to get ourselves in this place rather than knowing, no, God is love. God is love. If I did something this week that I shouldn't have done, I said, Lord, I shouldn't have done that. But in the name of love, not in the name of a car. Not in the name of a business. Not in the name of a husband. I'm not repenting in the name of a business or a husband. I'm repenting because it was not the loving thing to do. That's a relationship with God that has nothing to do with God's goodness. It has to do with your relationship with God. Yes. I mean, how, how, many, how many children misbehave and curse their parents out, but their parents still send them to school? Uh, still give them money to, to buy food? Yes. Still picks them up. There's a little bit of love in there, but really that's still animal love too because you know that's your puppy. See, you, 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 must, you must challenge yourself. What is faith that God gives me? Not self-confidence in ourself or in our behaviors. Yes? Not that. You know, there's a lot of kids, you know, with, the, um, with their grades coming in and things like that, you know. Some of them think, okay, I, I, I'm going to get a good grade. I'm going to get a grade. But some of them don't, you know. Yes? And we have one young lady who was very ecstatic about her grades, you know. She, what'd she get? Three ones? Five ones and two twos, right? So uh, she was ecstatic about it. And so you, you can always tell when God does something. When God heals, we are ecstatic. Because we know something other than us did it. That's the boast that God wants from you. He wants to do something. And he knows where, where your limitations of belief ends. He wants to do something in your life that would bring an ecstatic praise. Now you take a child that, that believes Okay, I'm going to make a good grade. I'm going to make a good grade. When they get it, they say, see, mama? I knew I could do it. See? And that's why sometimes we cannot 
tap in to the grace and the faith of God because we're going to boast in ourselves. It don't matter if you think you was, did pretty good. It, it doesn't matter. What matters is do you give God the praise? Do you realize you could have not done it without Him? See, that's what the Lord is looking for. And in order to do that, you've got to go past this thing of deserving and not deserving. Hmm? You've got to go past that. Now, in this life, there's times when the Lord will do things in your life and you know you don't deserve it. And He does that to increase faith in you that you would believe in Him. But what I'm talking about this morning is how to move in faith. Moving in faith, you must quit Boasting in yourself and quit judging yourself. Don't boast in yourself. Don't belittle yourself. You are who you are. You love God. That's it. But I will boast in God that he's never forsaken me. He's always there. All things work out for the good. I may not like it, but it's going to work out for the good. (laughs) You got to get outside yourself. Once you get outside of yourself. You get outside that doggy love. And you got, you got to, you got to, listen, you got to receive. You can't even do it on your own. God will give you the grace to do it. But God don't give you faith and not tell you how to use it. He wants to give you this faith in Him. But you got to quit judging yourself one way or the other. And you got to get ready to be ecstatic when God does something. God's going to do some miracles in your life. And you're going to stand up and say, thank you very much. See, when you got pride and shame, you can't rejoice. If you, if you got pride, you can't rejoice because you think, thank you very much. I deserve it. If you got shame, you have shame and you can't rejoice and you can't give God thanks. Because it's like it's this big secret or something. You, 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 you can't rejoice. Huh? That's how you know you're outside yourself because you can rejoice in what God is doing. It's just like some of you, some of you want to rejoice more in God. You want to rejoice more in His presence. But there's two reasons why you don't rejoice in His presence. A, you think if you get up and, and, and rejoice, people will think you got pride. Or B, if you get up and rejoice, everybody think you're a fool because they know you're nobody. No, you're not a nobody. Mm. Listen to what I said. You can't rejoice because you think somebody's going to accuse you of having pride. And you can't rejoice because, on the other hand, you can't rejoice because you think somebody's going to accuse you because you're nobody. Hmm? Now, I I understand the song that says I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. I understand that. But sometimes you can sometimes you can even boast in being nobody. Sometimes even Paul says, I'm the worst of sinners. I don't know what kind of trophies he's supposed to get for that. But I think the intent was, you know, I'm not here because of my goodness. But I'm not here because of my badness. I'm here because my father loves me. Huh? 
if you had a father, if you had a father and he was going to give you some new keys to a vehicle, right? How would you receive the new keys to the vehicle? How would you receive that? Now, in that process, in that process, how do we respond? Now, some may respond as in, as in I deserve it. I'd like to believe there's some people that truly respond in the right way. But some like, like I deserve it. So they wouldn't move quite as, as freely as the other ones, right? Uh, of course, Daisy would move quite freely over food. Um, some might not even stand up and rejoice, even though they want a car. But since they haven't stood up and rejoiced about anything else... They feel like that they will look bad if they stand up now. <laughs> all the stupidness that goes on in our head. All the things that goes on in our head. Uh, uh. Now. <laughs> now. Some of you jumped up and screamed because you like Daisy, you want a new car. Some of you tried to be more reserved and sit more proper because you thought maybe the Lord would reward you. Most likely you had these thoughts of should I get up, should I not get up. Some of you are still trying to figure out, am I supposed to want a car in church? Who in church don't want a new car? (laughs) Don't his question is, do I want it more than my father's love? So if, if your father wants to give you keys to a new car, Say, say your physical father, he wants to give you keys to a new car. Or just imagine that. You might not can imagine your father doing that, but let's just say that you had a father that would do that. <clears throat> so, when I say I have a new car for you, some of the attitude would be, I'm number one. I deserve it. There wouldn't be no true thanksgiving or boast. It wouldn't even be a big hug. And the other one would come up and say, well, the other one would <laughs> hesitate to come up because they know they, how they grumbled about their father the night before. And so they come up and, they, and they're still thinking it's a trick. He's just going to give me keys, ain't no new car, you know. See, it affects the way you receive it. See, it's not about you. It's about God. It's about God. It's about God. If God wants to bless you, it's not about you. (laughs) Now, here's the mindset of a child of God. The Father is always good. And and, and what little things don't appear to be good, they're going to work out for good. 
And when things don't work out the way I want, I don't pull away from God and go watch media for 12 hours before I come back. That's going and eating with the pigs. Now, maybe you've done that, but He still loves you. But you want to quit doing that because you want to have His love. But His blessing does not depend on your goodness or your badness. You must get this through your head and let the Spirit of the Lord begin to control your mind the way you see God. God is good. Not only that, (coughs) because He's good, I can ask the Father for anything. Yes? And if it's according to His will, if it's not harmful to me, He's going to bless me with what I do. Right? But remember, all this is, is so that I can be overseers. I need to have that heart where I love people and I care about people and not just about things, right? Because in that way, I will judge myself. And the thing is, you've you got to quit letting yourself judge you. At some point, we're all selfish. So we're working on that. See, that's a separate assignment. We're not working on God's goodness. Uh, The Bible says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But here's the thing. God is always changing because we change. God don't change. We change. The way we see God, the way we understand God. That's what changes. Uh, and, And you have to get to that place where you realize God is good. He is loving. He blesses us. Right? Doesn't matter if it's your first time in church. Or, or you've been here a thousand times. That don't matter. God's love is God's love. And, and because God's love is God's love, we're not going to put no stipulations and say that's not fair. Or, or why did you do this? Or why did you do that? Or, or why is this one getting married? Or why has this one got a business? And why is this one? God is good. And His goodness is beyond my doggy concept of understanding of God's goodness. Yes. It's beyond my selfishness. Once you understand God's goodness, it will pull you out of your own selfishness. Because doggy love is just selfish. It's just selfish. Huh? You, you, say, you say, I love that man, I love that man, I love that man, I'd do anything for that man. Nah, you daisy with a bone. I've seen Daisy make love with a stick all day. She just chews on it all day long. Does she love that stick? She don't love that stick. You deceive yourself. That is not love. The only way we will begin to be lovers and have true love is when we get outside of self. Right now, everything we love is about self. You've got to get outside of you. And the only way to get outside of you is to have something that you can follow. And that which we follow is Christ. We follow His love. We have that relationship with Him so that we now know how to love. And so now we don't get upset when we love people and they turn their back on us. We don't get upset because we love people and we don't get that back. Now we love people in such a way that we don't just give some people things to keep them. We give as our love would, would, uh, would deem that we give. And if they don't give us no thanks back, that's no problem. It's coming to a place. Listen, this love that hurts is not God's love. 
Love hurts. That's not God's love. That's not God's love. You hopeless romantics in the house. Always hurt by love. That's not God's love. That's daisy love. That's not God's love. Love does not hurt. It overcomes. Love is not hurt. Now the Bible would say that, that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. But it don't mean that we grieve the Holy Spirit so much that He quits loving. It just means that you could do things that's not pleasing. But you're not going to stop God from loving. The things we accuse God of is, 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 is awful. We think we mess up one time. And God ain't going to talk to us. Hello, that's you. That's your theology. God is not so trivial. Huh? You get happy, you get upset, and you let a curse word out. Granted, you should practice a better language. But you let a curse word out. And so now you're feeling bad. So now you can't feel the Holy Spirit for three or four days. You curse. So God went on the other side. And he ain't talking to you. That's you. God is not so trivial. God is not so pity. That's, that's you. That's you. That's your way of seeing God. You're not seeing God. You're seeing God through your concept. You're not seeing God through the concept of perfection. You're not seeing God through the concept of Scripture. You're seeing God through your own understanding as if you was judge. You're seeing God as if though you was God. But you're not. And that's why you can't have faith in God. Because your faith is based upon marriage. Your faith is based upon doing all these things right. Your faith is not based upon, Lord, my love would give up on me right now, but I know your love is different. Hmm? Hmm? My love? You know, that, that, that is just like this, you know. You, you know, um, you upset with somebody. You don't want to forgive them. And so, but okay, Lord, I forgive them. Now, why did you forgive them? You forgave them because you think if you don't do what God says, then it's going to penalize you. Or if you don't, if you don't repent, you're going to go to hell. Selfish. You're not doing it because that's what love is supposed to do. Love is not ever supposed to harbor these feelings. But because you're in self, because you're in a dog, you have these emotions. See, all the feelings that you have, the, the feelings of, of, of disappointment and the, the feelings of despair and this feeling that, that God lets you down and these feelings of, well, I'm not a good person and God could never do anything good for me. That is the animal feeling inside of you. You have not become the child of God. You're just an animal coming to church. That is not the love of God. The love of God that crashes down. The love of God that never stops. The love of God that never ends. Honest question is, do you want to believe in this? I don't care how many times you've messed up. I don't care how many times you've done stupidness. I don't care how many times God has given you some money and you spend it foolishly. <coughs> I don't care how many times you, you cross some line that you weren't supposed to cross. It does not stop God's love. Your sin will never stop God's love. But if you stay in your sin and remain in your sin, it will separate you from God forever. Yeah. But it does not. 
crawl out of the animal, come over to God's side. Crawl out of the animal, come over to God's side. Is it possible that God likes me better than I like myself right now? Now see, that's faith in God. Not faith in yourself or what you deserve. Is it possible God likes me better than I like myself right now? Is it possible God likes me? Is it possible that the feelings, that, the bad feelings I'm feeling about myself right now, is it possible these are not God's feelings? This is not the way God feels about me? Is it possible that God feels a whole lot better? Is it possible what I'm feeling is not me? Just like the same way Paul says, if my conscience is clear, that does not mean I'm innocent. So we could be sitting in church this morning saying, if anybody deserves a new car today, it's me. Is it possible? Your feelings are not God's feelings. And this is not the way God feels about you right now. That you deserve it more than anybody else. In fact, those feelings are trying to tell God how he should respond. And most of you in church this morning, you, you, you're on a roller coaster. You come to church this morning, some of you had good feelings. And then you had a bad feeling. And you had a good feeling. Uh, I said something that made you feel good. I said something that you think hints to something else that made you feel bad. And, and, and then I said something, oh, you, you, oh, I feel pretty good now. Oh, I feel good now. Oh, I want to stand up now. You're going through these, this roller coaster of emotions. That's what? That's you. Now, the reality is, God has the emotion that he will pour out upon you. But that emotion is, wow, I don't deserve this, but I'm not damned. Huh? It's just love. It's not based upon being good. Huh? It's not based upon, well, you're better than you used to be. Only a devil wants to hear that. I'm, I'm better than I used to be. You know, because we're trying, to, we're trying to go through this concept that I, I still have a chance. But in Christ, we always have a chance. You've got to get out of your feelings. You've got to get into your knowing. Of who God is. Huh? I know what I would do if I was God. I know how I would treat you if I was God. But that's, 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 that's animal God. Huh? But who is God? See, we can't know him without his spirit. If his spirit comes, it might convict us, but it doesn't condemn us. It says you did that wrong. Right? But you come on. I got it covered. You did this wrong. You, you need to repent. But you come on. I got it covered. We good. Let's go look at your new car. Let's go look at your new car. Let's go look at your new business. Uh, let's heal today. Let's set free today. Don't let your mind determine who God is. Let your knowing from what we read about his word, from what we understand about him. But let us go further than that because 
Jesus said to the Pharisees, you diligently study scripture because you think by them you have eternal life. So they were trying to do everything just perfect. No. Bottom line is, he gives us faith. Trust in God's goodness today and he'll visit you. Make room for him in your heart. How you make room for God? Don't praise yourself and don't belittle yourself. Just leave the door open. Hmm? That's how you make room for God. Hmm? That's faith. That's faith. I'm not good. I'm not bad. I'm His. Oh. I'm not good. I'm not bad. I'm His. Hmm? Because it's an insult to say I'm bad. Because that's saying that He can't change me. It's an insult to say I will never change. It's probably the truth. You never will change. But the insult is to Christ too that He can't change you. Oh yes, He can change you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you walk much with God, you realize there's always this voice that's judging you, always accusing you. Thirty-something huh? years of ministry, the devil always got an opinion about what I say. Sometimes he likes it, sometimes he don't. Sometimes he says, hey, this is the funny thing about the devil. He'll say, boy, that was a good message. We, did. we preached a good message. The devil say that. We preached a good message. And then he'll come back and say, you preached a bad message. He, he always leaves him out of that, that, that when I do bad, you know. He ain't nowhere around when I do bad, you know. But when I do good, oh, we, we did good, you know. We did good. When I do bad, you embarrass us. You shamed us. No, you, that's on you. I didn't do it. That's when Adam and Eve messed up. No, you, he run off too, you know. No. I'm not good, I'm not bad, I'm his. And if you don't like that, take it up with him. Don't let nobody else judge you. All right? When he tells me I've done something wrong, he'll show me how to fix it. He will not give me a rope and say, go hang yourself. He will not say, Take three days off from work and go feel bad. Mm. He will not say, you did bad, stay home from church today. He won't do that. No, that's you. That's you trying to let the storm pass. Oh, God says, let's fix it. Let's see what's on the menu today. Who needs a word today? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, needless to say, faith is not about you being good, late, on time, first time, many times. Ain't got nothing to do with last night. Believe in how good he is. It's always nice to be willing to forgive and do what's right. But that's all about love. Mm -hmm. 
Speak to us, Lord. Look like I got cars stirred up. <coughs> Hello, that is not me. That is you. I'm not the car prophet. I'm not the romantic prophet. That's, that's, that's you, that's your, that's your desires. But guess what? The Lord knows all our desires. We didn't hide them from him when we come to church. Mm-hmm. you get your car stand up I've talked to you about a car right no I haven't talked to you about a car stand up I was trying to remember if I talked to you before I heard the Lord say asked you did you get your car no I didn't get are you looking for a car yes I'm looking for a car. Mm. Wow. so you thought you had a car coming uh, well I didn't have any plan on getting one you didn't plan on soon, getting one but, um, say that again I didn't plan on getting one soon Okay, but, um, didn't plan on words. getting one soon, but you wanted one. Yeah, one and one. Uh-huh. So when the Lord says, did you get your car? Did you get your car yet? Mm-hmm. Did you get your car yet? Mm-hmm. Joshua, stand up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Lord says there's something you want to do. There's somewhere you want to go. What is it you want to do and you want to go and you don't think your father going to let you? So did you ask the Lord for a car? You just that's just yes, um, yeah, ask the Lord for. You asked the Lord, what you gonna do with the car? Uh, a drive. <laughs> are you gonna drive? Where are you gonna drive to? <laughs> well, um, I was really I want to want to work, use it for um, work purposes, like oh. getting to work and back, oh. and um, helping people like any market and things too. Helping people in market. Uh, yeah, explain. You know, some people has go to the market and there's uh, plenty good um the two term transport here. Yeah. Oh, you mean just transport people yeah, back transport and forth, people. right? So, I mean, you want to work as work the car, make money that way? Is that uh, what you're talking about? Uh, yeah, like a side hustle. But other than that, it's like to get Have you to ever done that you. before? Uh, no. No? No. Is this something you think you yeah, would like to do? Like to. So, what work do you do now? Uh, right now, it's like, um, well, something just like that is going to help people. Um, but you don't have a car, do no, you? No, I don't have a car. So how you help them? No, I just, well, tow the goods out to the road, and they will get a um, transport. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. 
have your car yet. You have a license? Yes, I have a license. You got a license, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So if the Lord asked that, that that's implying that it, that it should be coming. But something's, something's holding it up, which implies that God is not against it, but there's something holding it up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you get a car, I'm going to see you in church after huh? you get the car. Yeah. I'm going to see you. Yeah, we'll see me, um, see me more often. Regularly. Yeah, more, yeah, more right. often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what you want to do. There's no other kind of business you want to do. What, what's all uh, this compassion to help people for? Boy, boy what else? Uh, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just to help people. Um, move around. You should become a preacher. Yeah, I should, I should. Uh-huh. I should. You should. Uh-huh. That's the best help of all. Mm-hmm. Trust the Lord, move in faith, and then you don't have to drive people. You can give them their own cars. Mm -hmm. You left-handed or right-handed? Right -handed. You're right-handed? Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. The Lord's going to remove those walls so the car comes. Amen. Amen. You believe that? Receive Jesus that? Sing. And gonna give him the praise for it, right? Gonna and gonna leave praise. the pretty girls alone, right? All right. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, only ugly girls. So if you see a pretty girl, you say, "I'm sorry, I can't pick you up." I give the prophet a word; I wouldn't pick up no pretty girls. <laughs> what, what is it? Prophet. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. All, I, all I could really think, all I could really think of is the time and um, um, Fallacy would have carry him out to Harris Water Park and and he didn't go. He didn't Amen. go. Yeah. And since we we didn't go, I, I was sad for a while and thing, you know. And because he promised me, and we uh -huh. didn't go, so. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> I I I'm, I'm sure Daddy had a good reason. Sometimes, see. This, this is the thing about love. See, if your father says he's going to take you to, to the water park and then something comes up, here's how we find out if you love him. We don't pull back. Uh, but that thing has make it been making you sad. Yes? I got a pool up there. We'll take you to the water park right now. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we had a, a baptism next service that got canceled. So I'll just take it back and flip you around in there. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the ride. If that don't work, we'll take you to the shower. We just. Uh... <laughs> yes, Daddy, we're going to take him to water park? Yes, Prophet. He been a good boy?
Let's see you go. Let's see how you go answer this question after the message today. <laughs> I put my trust in God, Lord. I put my trust in God. See, you know, you know. Sometimes, sometimes when your children misbehave, loving them sometimes is the thing. Is this? Sometimes that's, that's sometimes that's the, that's the way he fixes it, because I thought he was going to slide out of the floor here for a moment. So he was here about halfway asleep, you know. He, he looked like he going to slide out in the floor. And out of all the people in here, Lord says, "Give him word." I said, "Lord, he ain't even paying no attention to us." But that's God's love. <laughs> Evidently, this thing disappointed him a lot. So, we never pull away from our children. We find some ways to do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Try not to get into civil affairs at this point. <laughs> love your father. Yes, you have a good father. Amen? Amen. All right. Let me find somebody else quick. But, but use this as an example. Seriously, he looked like he's going to slide out. He's he, he taking up two chairs. Looks like he's going to slide in the floor. Now, don't nobody try that to see if I'm going to give you a word. <laughs> the point is, God don't move the way you move. God don't move the way you move. Uh, most ministers, if they have given him a word, it would involve a belt or a back room. It, it, it would be something like that. God don't move the way we move. Uh, sometimes we only know our way. But love conquers all. That doesn't mean that love don't discipline us. But sometimes love just don't respond the way we respond. Mm. Who am I looking for? Stand up. You have a vacation day coming. Do you know about it? You know about your vacation day? No, Papa. Um, are you working? Yes, Papa. You're working. Do you know about vacation? You get vacation where you work? No, I take my own vacation. You take your own vacation? Yes. You take it when you want to? Yes. Or when they approve and... No, I'm, I'm, I work for myself. Oh, you work for yourself. All right. Mm, you must be a rough boss. That's why some of you don't need to be your own boss. You wouldn't give yourself no vacation. Nah, you work it, dog. You ain't going to get no vacation. 
The Lord says, do not forget that I am the boss. You're not the boss. Amen. 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 Even if you have your own business, God is the boss. You must talk with him like he's the boss. Because he's smarter than you. He'll make you more productive than you can make yourself. We, we all have a boss. We may not act like it. But we all have a boss. So what would you like to do on your vacation? When's the last time you had a vacation? Last year. Last year? Yes. And how many days did you give yourself for a vacation last year? Three weeks, Prophet. Three weeks? That's nice. But you ain't had no vacation this year? No, Prophet. Somewhere the Lord is wanting to take you. There's something you want to do. So you ever been to a water park? No profit. You ever think you want to go? Mm, never thought about it. Because mm. I, I pray and I'm trying to make sure that's not just a Joshua's. <laughs> <laughs> I find it strange. Mm. The Lord says you should take a Tuesday and a Wednesday off. Okay. And go to the water park, invite somebody. Okay, See, you've never done that, and you, you've, ne- you've never really thought about doing it. No. Mm-hmm. But you've heard of people going. Yes. I think s- some of us went here, right? But, but you, you didn't go with that group. No, no, no. But you heard about it. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And so there's a little something in you that wants to go, you know. <laughs> See, this is, the, this is the things, the things that we don't think we deserve. The things that we think, nah, it's no big deal. See, everything's a big deal to God. Amen. Huh? Amen. You find you some girlfriends and you go. Amen. Yes? Yes, Robert. Take your Tuesday off, maybe a Wednesday to rest or what have you there, right? Yes, Robert. I'm not saying you can't take more days, but I just was hearing the Lord speak that. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Thank you. See, that, that, to me, that, to me that, um, this, that blows my mind that, you know, something that ain't that big a deal, but it's just something that we ask God for or something we would, mm-hmm. you know, many times we, we, we deprive ourselves and deny ourselves joys in life just because we don't think we qualify. It's just, you know, I'm not important enough to shut down the business for a day or two. You hear what I'm saying? 
I'm not important enough. I, God, I thank you for my business. You know, and you do acknowledge God in your business. I thank you for my business, but I'm not just, I'm not important enough just to take a day or two off. You know, now, if I do that, you know, I, I might lose all my clients, what have you. I'm, I'm not important enough. Now, I'm not promoting selfishness right now. See, I'm coming against selfishness. <laughs> a selfishness that says I don't deserve it. I have to keep working to keep my business. Right? So, but it's amazing how loving God is. More loving than you think. It's not what our mind thinks. Right? <coughs> Excuse. Our, our, our concept of God is... Only if we really, 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 really want it. Real bad. And if we don't ask, the, you know, a parent, or a parent is like that sometimes. You know, a child wants something, and they want something, and you say, hmm, I hope they forget it. I hope they forget it, you know. So we feel like that if we don't keep asking God, that God is going to forget it. Unfortunately, when we keep asking God, that's not faith. That's actually an enemy of faith. If you believe something, you don't keep asking because you know you have. You know you have what you want from God. Yes. Joshua, how old are you? Huh? Fifteen. Not yet a man. Somewhere in the process. Huh? I, I wonder if the transition from... The transition from child to adult. We think it's supposed to just happen at 18. Click. And that's what we think, right? What if it's a transition? And what if it, it takes our effort to realize I've got to be more responsible. I have to be more respectful. I have to do what's right. But there's still somebody over me that might be smarter than what I am at the moment. You don't just get to be 18 and then all oh, once you become an adult. It's a transition. So as a, as a, a son and a father, somehow or another we need to engage in that conversation. When we stop talking, we don't. We usually just drift. It's where a father says, listen, you've got to be more responsible. But the father's also got to leave room for the arrows. Everybody hear me? And I'm not just talking about Joshua and Glenn. I'm talking about all of us. You stop talking. God don't do that. Hmm. He sets us down and he talks to us. When we're willing to sit down and listen. So we can make that transition. Isn't that awesome revelation? We don't just turn to adult when we turn 18. In fact, science says we're not fully developed till we're 26. The mind, the frontal lobe is not even developed till we're 26 years old. Truthfully, truthfully, we don't know much about life till we get to be 26. Yes? And by the time we're 56, it might start fading. <laughs> I'm not sure we ever really know anything. Mm-mm. Mm -hmm. All right, one more, one more. 
Yes, Nicole, you can come one more. Who, who am I looking for? Mm-hmm. Saying, huh? Her name? Yes, Diane. You and your husband will get an overnight retreat somewhere. All expenses paid. But y'all continued to work together on that house. I'm looking for one more person. Someone, you, you have an outstanding bill, and you have prayed to God, and you said, Lord, if you just do this, this, this for me, get, get, this, get this off of me. You actually said, I won't ask for anything else. That's a bit of an error, but you said, if you just get this, this off of me, this, this expense off of me, is, is hurting my head. Hmm? It's hurting my head. Mm. Mm. So, so who am I talking to? Mm. You think that's you? I don't know. You got too big a smile. Mm. I don't. I that is not bearing witness up here either. Mm. 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 Y'all can have my blessings, but I'm looking for somebody here. Mm-hmm. And, and it's an outstanding bill, and you've been asking God. Mm-hmm. This thing just hurts your head. It's just kind of, it's like this burden on you. Mm-hmm. I see your hand. Mm-hmm. Stand up. But yours ain't so outstanding. 
Huh? Yeah. How much is it? 2005. 2005. You don't have $2,500? Yes, Prophet. That is not the problem. The problem is the bill has been paying online. And somehow Wasa is not registering the bill. And when I went into them, oh, I must pay the bill before they clarify it. Pay the bill before they clarify it. All right. First thing is, you don't have no grace. Yes? I don't want to give you no grace. You don't have no grace. So, as the Lord says, you're, you're not the one, but I will speak into it. Because it's not the money, it's the principle, right? Okay. Right? It's the principle, right? Stand up, stand up. It's not the money, it's the principle. Hmm. See, if you call or you go in and the first thing you do is go after somebody. First thing is, you going after somebody that ain't got no control over it. They get offended and they're not going to even try to help you. Their eyes get fuzzy, they can't even see good. Yes? What, what kind of bill is this? Wasa. Wasa. Listen, the person you talk to, they might be a death in their family. I'm sure it's quite nice. She was quite nice. It's just that, you know. My question is, was you pleasant? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I am not saying the person had a death in the family. I'm trying to emphasize the point that people are going through things. So they're not the ones in charge. They're a middle person. And so you've got, you got to approach them with that, that grace. Can you help me? Is there something you can do to help me? Can you? Right? What kind of bill is it? Wasa. Wasa. See, well, see, something don't sound right. That don't even sound right. You've got to pay it before they check into it. Well, actually, uh, when I spoke with her, she made an agreement with me to she, pay every month. She did what? Made an agreement that I can pay some money every month. Yeah, but you need to get to it. You you either have a receipt or something where you paid it. I now have. Since uh, I'm going into us, I now have. You got a receipt yeah. that you paid it? No, no. Huh? No. You got a receipt now mm -hmm. that you paid it. You should have a receipt then. You should get a receipt every time you pay, right? It, it was online, but my daughter, I don't know. Perfect. She got them lost and all kind of thing. All right. You sure your daughter paid it? She did. You think she did? She did. She did. You think she did? No profit. She did. How you know? Because she confirmed it to me whenever she paid it. Okay. She confirmed it. But did you look in your bank account to see if it's actually taken out? Not my account. Her account. Did you look in her account to, to see? Listen. See, you want to find the problems. You don't want to find the solutions. Right? See, right now, I'm ready to throw you out myself. <laughs> Listen, you can go online, you can make appointments, you can pay things, and you think you did it, and maybe not. I'm just trying to say, maybe there's something you don't know. Now, if you've got a receipt, you go in, they'll listen to you. Be nice. Well, no, 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 it's okay. Huh? No, it's okay. It's just that I need to pay it every month. So did you owe it or not? Well, I think so. I don't know. Nah. You, you're, not, you're not listening. You're not listening. If she paid it, she can get a receipt from her bank account. Right? And then you have proof of it. Right? If she thinks she paid it, 
see, there seemed to be some mix up there. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying that that Wasa can't make no mistakes. I'm just saying that you know, once you got your receipt and you show them that they they got to back up, right? But there's no grace here. I'm trying to give you some grace. But see, if I give you grace for something, let's say I give you grace that this is going to be taken care of or at least give you peace of mind. When I give you that grace, it should change your face. If, If I give this young man back here, if I give him grace to get a vehicle, First thing, his face was already changed. I didn't have to. But if, if it wasn't changed, once I spoke it, his face should have changed. But actually, he, he just delighted all the more. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Now, see, when I, I look at him, there's a lot of people that don't like you. You know that, right? Uh, not really. Listen, there's an there's a aura around you. That says that, that people don't like you and you don't deserve things. Alright? I'm not saying I'm not saying it's true now. I'm saying it's there. Because when I when I prophesied a, a, a car to you and that's coming to you, first of all, it was God that spoke it. When I said it, right? When I said it, it's like all these things that wants to fly up and say you don't deserve it. Right? All this negativeness. I don't care. If God speaks it, God speaks it. Right? And, and sometimes God takes the, takes, sometimes He takes the worst of us and does something awesome in it. Right? So, the, the reason I'm saying that is, you must understand how to receive God's grace. When God's grace comes, it should change our countenance. It says this is going to work out. Or at least you're going to find peace in what's going on. But, but, but that grace, the anointing of God, when it comes on you, it's not the anointing of a bulldog or the anointing of Keel. Because cause sometimes, sometimes, and I'm not speaking that about you, but, but sometimes people want me to speak into their problems, but they want me to give them the power to kill. No, grace comes and changes things. Grace opens door. Grace finds favor. Even if you're in a court of law, in a court of law, grace will come up on you. And, and that judge will be like a pilot. He can't find no reasons to hang you. But you can't expect grace if you don't have it. You've got to receive grace. You've got to have that peace with God. God's going to take care of this. He's going to fix this. See, money ain't the problem. It's the principle. God is going to fix this. And you're going to testify about it. Amen. Now, take the grace. Yes. Smile. And, and you're going to find the evidence. It's a little bit aggravating, but all things work for the good. Amen. 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 All right. What are you standing up for? Because uh, I'm not going to deal with everybody's bills. But speak quick. Woman neighbor, $500 and... That is the one that I'm really struggling to pay, and I'm feeling very shame because I have to pass her every day. Pass her every day. All right. Yeah. Have you told her, I ain't forgot you? No. You need to tell her. Say, listen, I ain't forgot you. Okay. Right? I ain't forgot you. I just didn't get it as quick as I thought, but I ain't forgot you. All right. Right? Sometimes that's all people want to hear. Okay. Because next thing you know, 
you'll be walking past her house. She's looking out the curtain. That woman walks like she don't owe me nothing. That's what the devil tells her, you know. She does. Huh? She does. Do what? I said she does. Uh, you, you tell her you ain't forgot her, right? All right. You believe by the end of Monday, you, Monday you'll have the $500? Yes. Yes. All right. All right. But if you walk by her house, you need to say, listen, I have not forgot you. I'm so sorry. I just thought I'd have it by now. I'm so sorry I don't have it. Right? That's all some people want to hear. So if you owe somebody, don't dodge them. Because that devil's telling them, look at them. They ain't ever going to pay me. Yes? Yes, perfect. By the end of Monday, you believe that? Yes, yes, All I right. believe All that. Right. So we're going to testify about that. Amen? All right. I did not get the person that really I was supposed to get, but they did not identify themselves. Yes, Nicole, come. <clears throat> Listen. The next time you feel real loving, just ask yourself, am I a dog? You should never stop to think, oh, I'm a loving person. Oh, I gave them pers- that person a drink. I'm such a loving person. But they didn't praise me. Don't do that stuff. Love don't act like that. You belong to Christ. And he wants to bless your life this week. Thank not because you, you're good, not because you're bad, because he's good. Because he's good and he's faithful. He promised to always watch over you. No matter what stupidness you do, he's going to watch over you. Right? Amen. Be blessed.